Michael Myers is a homophobe. That's right. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. Welcome back to the underground. This is episode 43. It's also our Thursday episode, which means we're going to be talking about some more lighthearted stuff. I don't know. I guess this is considered less intense as far as world events are concerned, at least to some degree. Yeah, just talking about movies and stuff. I mean, I still got that song in my head, you know? (laughs) LGBT. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Please don't yeah, email us about it. Everywhere. it. <laughs> you should join us. Oh man, man, we got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, but first, yes. If you like our podcast and you've been listening this long, we assume that you do. There are some great things you can do, but just kind of let you know what we utilize here. Instead of using advertisers, so that um, if any first off did approach us and ask us for money. Um, we don't want to utilize advertisers or do a thing like Patreon um, because then you're kind of kind of infringes on the free speech you you can enact. So because uh, then you're tied to that money. So the other thing that we choose to do is to utilize the value for value system here, which means that uh, our consumers, you guys, um, if you like what we're doing, you can donate to us in the form of your time, your talent and treasure. So if you go to the show notes and you click the direct dot me link, it will take you to everything. You'll see our social media pages. Follow us there. You'll see our YouTube and Odyssey channels. Uh, subscribe to us there, like comment, uh, on the videos. Uh, but if you like us, then you can also donate to us in the form of your treasure by clicking our PayPal link and donating there. You can also donate to us in the form of your time and your talent. So if you're good at audio editing, video editing, we greatly need those. If you want to do any artwork for, um, our podcast, podcast episodes, um, if you come across anything interesting you find and you want to send it to us and we find it interesting, we'll use it in the podcast. Uh, so just any of those three ways, anything that I haven't even mentioned, um, that talent that you have, you think would be benefit to our podcast. Uh, you can donate to a, to us in those forms. And it's just a really great way to build a grassroots effort and build a base. That's coming. You're completely free to choose. Um, if you want to support us, uh, but the best two things that you can do is the first thing is you can share our podcast on social media, um, on the Twitters and on the Instagrams, let people know about us. And then you can also download our episodes and downloading our episodes, help us to gauge how many people are listening weekly. So anything else I'm forgetting, David? No, sounds good. Thank you again for everyone who's been uh, watching our stuff on YouTube in particular. Um, I think most people are just a little more comfortable on there. I know Odyssey is not yeah. exactly like mainstream or whatever. Um, but, you know, listen, when people start, I, I've kind of stopped posting stuff on Odyssey for now. Uh, mm-hmm. When people actually like get over there and they start 
really like getting into it. I'm, I'm thinking about kind of just whatever I'm posting on YouTube, posting over there as well. Or like maybe I'll post some of our like spicier content over there um, that we don't generally talk about on um, YouTube. I think we should do uh, Rumble. I really do. I know, you know, it has the whole, you know, MAGA banter, I, I, but it's the more, it's the one that's, you know, we could do YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once people can prove that they're actually going to go to some of these other places, maybe I'll consider it. Well, I mean, Rumble just bought locals out, and uh, Rumble seems to be growing like the the faster pacing yeah, one they're they're also just as centralized as youtube though and it really only takes yeah you know what i mean i, I i've been kind of listening to what some people have said about it and if we're gonna stick to what we've been talking about i just don't i don't want to spread ourselves too thin yeah um but yeah that's that's where we are for now um you know i i've been trying to i was listening to something today and it kind of gave me a little more of a, a push to maybe post um, clips from like small clips or whatever on mm-hmm. uh, TikTok occasionally because uh, I think there's a lot of reach there and there's a big younger audience uh, that potentially could use some better direction than some of the like garbage that's on there uh, it's it's unbelievable sometimes the opinions uh, that are expressed on uh, on that platform it it's it's shocking <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's let's go ahead and get into it. I wanted to talk about uh, a couple things before we get into like our m- main main topics. Even though I guess these are kind of that. Um, I had done something I probably haven't done in years this week, and I've went. I've been to the movies, but I have not been to the movies multiple times in one week. Um, and there were two movie the two movies that I saw that I wanted to talk about specifically because I'm. Well, I sent you a text message after I saw one of them, uh, and I wasn't. Uh... Oh man! Well, let me start. Let me start with last night in Soho. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Joseph, have you seen any of Edgar Wright's other movies? Uh, you've seen Baby Driver, right? Yeah. Okay, so Edgar Wright is most no like most well known for actually quite a few. Almost everything he's put out has been at least somewhat mainstream. So he directed um, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz. Oh, great movie. Great movie. Um, At World's End, um, which people are kind of like, some people really like it, other people think it's kind of trash or whatever. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Baby Driver, which was his most recent before this one, which is probably his most well-loved movie mm-hmm. that one seemed to strike a chord not just with like i would say his normal base of fans but also like a wider range of people he that movie just seemed to to strike at a, a, the, the right time and i think that movie made a ton of money um so he released uh last night uh gosh I just want, uh last night in soho which is sort of this like ghost story 60 like 60s love letter type movie mm-hmm. and i didn't really like it <laughs> i have to admit i was kind of disappointed now this thing okay so this thing has a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 92 percent audience score audience score oh wow and you um, didn't like it huh and 
Yeah, and on Internet Movie Database, it has a 7.6 for its audience score, which is the only thing that IMDb really does. It's just a general user score for mm-hmm. a movie. And I think a 7.5 is fair. I think. I, I, I really need to see it again. Um, it's shot really well. The soundtrack is awesome. I think the the story is kind of garbage. You do? Yeah. I, I So, it's got some, a few of the issues that we talked about here. It's, it's a little too... Okay. This is the way that I would probably say it. Okay. So, there is a Me Too-ish message in it that's pretty okay. obvious from the very beginning. And... I don't even mind that that's the case. It's just a little awkward because he never goes like full tilt into it. And then his resolution in the story doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. It just it the story itself and, and the direction that it goes in. Right. Feels to me personally like somebody who was making their first movie and writing their first script like something they would have done not mm. someone who's been writing and directing for a while for 20 while. years yeah. yeah um it and he i'm pretty sure he wrote this yeah okay so he did have a co-writer um and the cast is good right all like for the most part these are all top-notch uh actors mm-hmm. who have been in in great like very successful things in the past Right. Um, but it's just kind of weird. Just missed the mark for you. Yeah, and, and I, I left going like I feel like that wasn't that good, and and I, I thought about it, and I was like, there's just a lo- there's a lot of stuff that happens that seems like it doesn't need to happen or has, it's like reveals that were kind of obvious from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like there's one specific red herring in it that I called as a red herring from the start, which means that it's like they're trying to convince you that a specific person is the murderer. And it's so clear that they want you to believe that this person is the murderer, is the murderer. and and they're not. <laughs> and it's and it, it's just abundantly clear. And so when um, that person is removed from the picture, you're like, well, duh, that wasn't the case. And and then you're like, OK. So like, where is this going now? And they kind of, it almost feels like he had this idea for like what he wanted to do and then kind of how he wanted to end it, but he mm-hmm. didn't know how to get to that ending and make it satisfying. Cause I don't think ah. it, I don't think it was that satisfying. Like it makes sense, but it didn't really do anything for me. And like, that's my biggest complaint. And, and it's kind of a big one, not to mention there's a lot of, a lot of characters in this movie that just don't really have a personality like there's not a lot of detail behind them it's like the main the main actress her whole like gimmick or whatever is that she is i guess like kind of psychic or whatever she sees ghosts mm-hmm. but other than the main plot it doesn't really there, nothing happens with it right so she sees her mother in the beginning and that's kind of how you're made aware of it so he does decent and like showing and not telling which is something that generally drives me crazy when they're they're like oh she sees ghosts and this is why and this is how the effect he does a pretty good job of being like okay obviously her mother is dead she's seeing her mother 
she sees ghosts. This is just right. part of the what what's going to happen. They're they're kind of setting you up for that. But that plot line doesn't go anywhere. Um she it's cool the way that they like transition from like her life in modern 2020 2021 whenever it's set to this like 60s vibe uh and how uh anya taylor joy's character kind of takes over not really possessing her um but also not there she's kind of has no agency within this this world and i think he could have just gone a little like harder into who's really in control of the scenario especially when it comes to how the movie ends and like kind of the big reveal um which i won't give away uh it's it's a little too early maybe uh one of these days i'll make you watch it and we can have like a in-depth discussion about it yeah because there's some interesting ideas there but from my perspective there was a way to end this movie that would have been way cooler and not just kind of because it's very much this like happy ending to the story for the most part um, like everything is resolved and wrapped up in a bow pretty neatly. <laughs> and and that's, that's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It, so I, I don't know. And like I said, when it came to all of the sort of, um, cause there's, there's a very, like this through line of, uh, women being mistreated, mm-hmm. but it never, he's, he never really goes as far as the story giving like a hard line opinion about that other than it's it's not good that women are mistreated that's kind of as far as he right. goes and it, and it feels like he, he he felt this desire to like put that in there and say something about it but it's not there's no like gun punch to it or there's there's no real uh message being said on top of that it feels right. a little like muddled and like oh like there's the male gaze and like she doesn't trust men and for some reason she's distrustful of them but she doesn't have necessarily this this reason for it except that was kind of part of her character at the beginning like there isn't a a hard line like oh she was abused or you know there is this thing about her like not knowing her father the main act the the main character mm-hmm. i don't know it just it, it felt like Does that it was seem cohesive yeah it felt like that was there but then it, it i don't know where it, it fell apart necessarily but it, it just it's like it got to a well, point dude, where i was like well what's going on like what are we what are we doing with this it's got to be better than the movie i saw this weekend oh do you want to talk about that because i'm i'm curious because i've never seen it okay so i'm gonna make sure and then i want to talk about i want to talk about james bond and then we'll move on yeah, so this Guy Ritchie film came out in 2017. All right, this uh, King Arthur is what I watched. Uh, what is it? The Legend of the Sword came out on Netflix, and it's directed by Guy Ritchie, and man, is it terrible. Just the <laughs> editing is bad. The score is bad. Uh, let me rephrase it. The score is all right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll do better than that. The CGI, Horrible. <laughs> horrible. Um, I, it's yeah, choppy. It doesn't do a good job of developing any of the characters. It, um, at one point you kind of think that you know King Arthur's a Mary Sue kind of sorta in some regards, and some regards he's not. It's just everything about it was poorly done, and it's like they they you know essentially the plot is is that starts out there was a big bad mage that had a lot of power was 
killing men, taking over all the kingdoms. And then the Camelot sword had powers in it that the king of Camelot had, which was Arthur's father. And he defeated the big bag mage. And then King Arthur, the father, um, Uther's his name, his brother, um, ended up sacrificing like his wife to attain power and ended up killing um, uh, Uther. But while Uther was escaping and his and the kingdom was being invaded by those loyal to um, his brother Jude Law plays the villain, so we're just say Jude Law. Right. And <laughs> uh, before Jude Law meets him out there on the docks, and uh, Uther sends King Arthur away, right, like on a boat, because uh, Jude Law previously killed King Arthur's mother as they're uh, right there at the docks about to load into the boat, right? Um, and so then uh, Uther gets killed by Jude Law while, you know, he was able to get Arthur in the boat and have the boat go down the river. And then they do a terrible job of the, of, of the backstory with Arthur. It's just really choppy. You know, they try to do it in such a fast paced way that you could really care less. And you get a sense of the kind of character that Arthur is when he, you know, when he comes to of age, right to when he's ready. And then they, uh, show how he protects the women of this brothel that he was raised by and, you know, develop his, his fighting skills from this, uh, you know, martial arts guy that was right there uh, nearby. And um, all of a sudden, you know, the water recedes and the sword appears and the king, Jude Law, now is king. And he does a mass call out of all the... Uh, people to have to come and try and pull the sword because the prophecy says that uh, Uther's descendant will, you know, be the one only Uther's descendant can, you know, uh, use a sword. And mm. so time goes by and they do a terrible job of building up Arthur. And then he gets to the sword. Oh, wow. Look at there. He can pull it out. And then, you know, uh, all the guards are ordered to attack and kill him. But because there's power that resides in the sword and Arthur doesn't know how to use it, it knocks him out. And <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, think, I don't think that's how that story's supposed to go. <laughs> he gets captured, right, by, the, by Jude Law. And then he gets rescued by uh, not Merlin, but Merlin's mage who is a woman and they end up having some sort of a love fish connection. Um, but he's also saved by, uh, some other people and just happens to escape all these guards out of the kingdom. Just per all this crap, right? It's right. just, it's just the plot and the resolution is terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just a choppy film and not to mention it's definitely a film that was made for IMAX, right? 3d. Mm so bad it's just one of those last remnants of the 3d craze i i don't know why yes. any movie it, it still happens occasionally where you get a movie that's in 3d and i'm like why why are mm -hmm. we still doing this it's like let that die please let it die just make a good movie yeah that's I, okay. all you got to do isn't it interesting make a too, good movie it, this is what 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 you were telling me makes me think of why is it right everyone is constantly complaining about there's not enough representation in movies, you know, taking it from their argument. Mm -hmm. 
And and yet all these studios are constantly going back to King Arthur, Robin Hood. Uh, what am I missing? I know anything that's basically connected to these um, Anglo Central yeah, Central like, stories. Yeah, exactly. And no one's going like, man, I wonder if there's something similar that we could tell. So it's like, and and, and what they'll do, right, is they'll just go, well, what if we just made Robin Hood black, <laughs> right? Which hasn't yeah. happened yet. It's essentially, um, they what made they've Little done John. That, right? They made Little John black, which I don't know if there's actually any. Uh, relevance to that but i don't think i I would assume there's not and and not and instead of going like well maybe there's a really interesting story that we could tell from like an african culture that would connect with people similar to robin hood right um and you can take liberties with it clearly they took liberties with this king arthur movie (laughs) based on the original story um but that's what they that's what they do so instead of going okay Let's look into like Latin American culture and let's see if there's a way we can tell a story from that that might be able to connect with audiences, right? We could have mm-hmm. some sort of new thing on our hands. They just go, no, we'll just we'll just do this instead because it's easier and we yeah. don't have to spend as much time on it. And and this is the problem. And, and this is why I'm so sick of these like arguments about um, uh, like no representation because it's like you guys should be at, not asking for people to have their like palette swapped and getting like the leftovers of stories that have already been told a hundred times and be like, Hey, maybe we should ask for original characters and ask for these things. And these are the points that I'm constantly trying to get across to people whenever we have these conversations. Yes. Basically what amounts to me to use the analogy. It's like, if you say I'm tired of pepperoni pizza from Domino's, like I want something new. Yeah. And then they, someone brings you pepperoni pizza from uh, Little Caesars, and yeah. it's like, and the pepperonis are purple. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, no, I said I was tired of pepperoni pizza. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want a new pizza. Give me something else. Um, that's what it is. All right. So I want to talk about James Bond because we brought okay. it up a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember how yeah, long you it's went been. And saw it. You went and spent some big money on it. Yeah, no, I was, I wasn't forced, but I was asked nicely by my mother to go With see a gun to your back. Yeah. Uh, to go see this three hour movie. Um, and I just want to talk about it and I want to be fair to it. Yes. Um, because there was a lot of draw. There was a lot of drama and, uh, things that were being thrown around. Some of which are true. Um, and I've also had enough time to talk to a couple people who either have seen it or someone in their family has seen it, um, since I saw it, uh, this past weekend. And, uh, I can, I, you're cool with me spoiling this, right? You kind of, you know, you You know what happens already. I already know about it. Yeah. Okay. So did you notice, did you notice that I changed the title in the show notes? What'd you change it? So the movie's called no time to die. Right. But they left the comma out because the movie should be called No Time to Die. (laughs) So just straight up spoilers from from this point. I'm going to spoil the end of the movie first and then I'll I'll work my way. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. This is a three hour movie. And it was. Yeah. So review it in an hour. Okay, In an hour. No, I I got five minutes. Um, (laughs) So James Bond dies at the end of this movie. He is blown to smithereens in a quote-unquote sacrifice that is Mm -hmm. completely unearned like 
Oh my gosh. Okay. The end of this movie is so dour, dude. It ends on a unbelievably sad, melodramatic note that does not fit with the rest of the movie. It does not fit with James Bond. Even Craig, who has not exactly been the most like upbeat, uh, jokey, um, you know, James Bond, right? Like right. in the past, he's kind of been known for like James Bond's been known for a little bit of that campiness, a little bit of that like not totally based in reality, crazy gadgets, mm-hmm. uh, maniacal uh, uh, villains trying to take over the world, like that kind of thing, right? And of course, this one was it started during that like born identity. Uh, what would you call that? Like that born identity um, popularity. Right. And so this James Bond is much gruffer and he's tougher, right? And I love Casino Royale. I think it's a great, I legitimately think it's a great movie. Um, so I'm trying to think of where to go because I do want to talk about some of the things I did like about it. Um, the ending for me spoils so much of the movie, right? And there's there's these dumb little things that are, the, cause, you know, because when this first came out, Mm-hmm. There were articles that were before it came out. There were a lot of articles that were talking about how this is like a James Bond for the Me Too generation. Which is funny that mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up again after last night in Soho. Um, it's not really that. He you still think that marketing was just let's market woke so we can get that crowd, but which then... didn't it clearly didn't work because no no yeah. one none of those people are going to see they don't like these movies all nope. of that marketing even for like a lot of the marvel stuff those aren't the people generally who are going to see these movies right um people want to go see a james bond movie for cool action spies and attractive women and james bond who should also be suave and attractive right, right. Um, the, a lot of people will refer to it as sort of like a power fantasy right he's a spy he's mysterious he shoots guns he's got a license to kill um he sleeps with exotic women like that's kind of the james bond thing Mm-hmm. And so in this one, and I don't, it's it's hard to say that I don't mind, like, that I have a problem with it, but he's, like, married at the beginning of this one, and he's in this kind of loving relationship, and I don't mind because it's kind of this older James Bond, you know, he, at the time of the, the, the first events in this movie happening, like, he's retired, makes sense that he's kind of got this different life, and then it's something that he's, he's drugged back into. As a plot right. point... I don't really mind that. I don't mind that they did this whole thing where he he because he his one of his big crutches is that he doesn't trust people. Um, he has trust issues. You know, he mm-hmm. has a flaw, which is good in a main character. Yep. Um, and that stuff's fine. I actually think the first, so not the very first scene in the movie, but essentially the it's the second scene that is the first like real main scene in the movie. It's got the first big action set piece. Um, is great. I think it's 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 genuinely great. Um, the only complaint that I have, and it's just kind of a weird detail, uh, and some other people have pointed this out. Like, we're, I'm I'm late to this movie. I mean, it's been out for like a month or so. Uh, I wasn't even really planning on seeing it, but um, his his wife, when they're about to like do the nasty or whatever, she's mm-hmm. wearing this like oversized white T-shirt, and it just it's so like blatant <laughs> like it stands out in the scene because generally you're expecting like a, and and is, is it Mia I don't want to get the actress's name wrong um hang on give me one second no problem 
Time to die. So the box office, it needs to earn $900 million <laughs> yeah. based off of some reports to break even. Um, and so far, it has earned $606 million worldwide. And, and he's hit nine hundred to break even. To break even. Yeah. And the previous James Bond films have hit a billion. So... I just don't think it's going to do it. Uh, listen, the other thing that so I, I was going to I was going to mention is that both of these movies were practically empty. There mm. was hardly anyone in the theater. Mm. Um, but anyway, so uh, Leah Seydoux plays his wife in the movie, gorgeous actress, great. Uh, she's she she's pretty good in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's just weird because it's like she it was like this weird like homely like they're in italy and everything's very like romantic and then she's like i'm in this big white t-shirt and you're kind of like i don't this doesn't fit in with the rest of this movie like it just it makes no sense right especially when you see like um uh anna de armas who has like she's kind of a small role in the movie very attractive woman and it has the most low-cut dress i think i've ever seen in my entire life uh in this in this movie right and so with the the juxtaposition right i guess of one of the the Bond girls in the movie being kind of homely, <laughs> and then this, yeah. this this one other, and it's just like, so why are you doing it here? But here you're okay with with uh, having a very like sexy, attractive woman, uh, and and showing off uh, her physical, her, like physically what what she looks like. It, right. it just it's it's weird. And anyway, I don't want to I don't want to get stuck on that point too too much. But the set piece is really cool. Um, it. The be- and I told some people this today. There's this awesome moment where he feel he thinks that he's been betrayed by his wife, and mm-hmm. it's at, like at, all of this big action has been going on, and they're in this his like in this kind of classic Bond car that has some gadgets on it, which was kind of a nice throwback, even though there still wasn't enough of it in this movie. And uh, he basically looks like he's about to give up, and he's just going to let the bad guys uh, essentially just like gun both of them down as like the bullet proof glass looks like it's weakening and she's like begging him she's like james please like i didn't do this please you have to get us out of this situation and so he like makes up his mind to get him out of the situation and then like the classic james bond music like rises up and these little mini guns come out of the front of the car and he does this awesome like uh burnout and he's like shooting the mini guns and it's like this orchestrated version of that and i'm like okay this is the james bond that i know and that i want yeah and then you don't get a whole lot of that for the rest of the movie. Um, Rami Malek is not a good villain. Um, I he, heard he wasn't in it that much. He's not, and it's so weird. Um, the stuff with um, uh, 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 Lashana Lynch was blown out of proportion. Um, she takes yeah. over the moniker for part of the movie, but she's barely in it. And then her whole her whole like character arc. Um, is sort of like coming to the realization, actually coming to the realization and respecting Bond, which was kind of interesting to see in this. And then this dumb scientist at the end of the movie goes, I could wipe out your entire race. And she obviously doesn't take that very well. And like Spartan kicks him into some acid. <laughs> and that's it. And it's like, it's just one of those things that parts of it are well done. And better editing and tighter editing could have made this, I think, a, a more enjoyable movie. Um, it probably didn't need to be three hours. It did not need to be close Very to three hours. Very few films are that good. No, to be to be that long. Um, yeah. Dune's only two and a half. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, some of it is there. There's some of the writing in there where it's like he's trying to be, you know, kind of his suave self mm-hmm. and then like getting just like rejected straight out and they make it so obvious. And it's like, you could have just left that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if you wanted him to be like a more aged and have like respect for women or what, you know, whatever the thing is, we've talked about that in the past. We don't need to recover all of that ground. Um, and there's an argument to be made if like some of that should be changed, like how much of that should be mm-hmm. changed and what it should look like now, um, just from a storytelling perspective. And it's fine. Absolutely. It's conversations that can be had, but it feels so off and, and like immediate stops and almost like staring into the camera being like, you can't do this anymore. Like how on earth could an older, like an older man, uh, have a woman who's like 20 years younger than him, find him attractive. You know what I mean? It's like that kind yeah. of, it's, it's just weird. There's a lot of like weird jokes that don't land at all. Um, though there were some people in the theater that were like laughing at some of that stuff. And I'm like, that wasn't really that funny. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm trying to think. So what would you, how would you rate it? It's like a six, six. So like a 60. And that might be, that ending is such a dog turd (laughs) that it might, it might knock it down further than that. If I have a little more time to think about it, but it's still kind of fresh in my mind. And it usually takes me a little while to like sit and, and think really um man it is such a dour ending compared to the rest of the movie right and he has this whole redemption arc with with, because he has a daughter right right um and and she doesn't tell his wife doesn't tell him about it until like all like the last quarter of the movie right before the big like set piece at the end and so the the last thing i'll say about this and then we'll move on there is a uh the big like it's it's not really a MacGuffin. I don't think that's the the right word for it. But the the thing that is sort of maybe it is. But the thing that's driving the story forward is this uh, virus that was created. Of course, it's a virus, right? Um, it's gotta be. Yeah, that was created. That drama based entertainment. Yeah, that can be um programmed to to a specific person's DNA or the DNA of a specific line of people, right? And funny enough, it's the British government that created this, right? And they did it off the books because, of course, no one would actually be okay with them doing this, right? And spending like the money, like taxpayer dollars on this project, yeah. right? And they're like, right. oh, it was supposed to save lives. And, you know, so, and of course, I'm sitting there going, like, you're not convincing me at all that this was an okay thing for you to do. Like, partially you're the bad guy in this situation um like m who's like the head of mi6 or whatever in some ways is more of a villain in this movie than rami malik yeah right who's just kind of he his rami malik's lame anyway so that's the whole thing right is and and it has like these moments in the movie where like they first show it off um and they're going to use it to kill bond but then someone changes the dna structure of the the virus and it kills off like specter who was the villain in the last movie and so Mm -hmm. it's like they're wrapping up the last movie in this movie for like the first half hour um and so they get to the end and um obviously rami has this like uh, last ditch effort to like hurt Bond where he's got the the virus in like a pendant or whatever and he doesn't use it on like he saves his wife and daughter off the island because of course he does um, and Lashana Lynch uh, takes his family off right which mm-hmm. he, that was the first mistake because I sort of feel like um, 
there could have been this dynamic where she sacrifices herself for him and his family, right? Like she stays or she stays with him mm-hmm. and ultimately sacrifices him. And and so I'm just going to tell you how I think this movie should have ended and then we'll move on, okay? Okay. So either Lashana Lynch takes them and leaves or she stays with Bond, right? Either way, Bond doesn't get poisoned by this crap at the end of the movie and has no hope of getting off the island, which was the dumb, like, it's so dumb. And like I said, it's like, it's just like overly dramatic and it doesn't hit any of the right emotional beats. Right. So either the the two, and it's, it varies, right? How you could end a movie like this. Either mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch gets poisoned in the end and goes, listen, I'll open the the gate so that the the missiles that are headed towards the island can get at can get to it. You just need to get out, right? And then maybe there's like some sort of dramatic moment that happens with Bond, and you think Bond dies alongside Lynch. And even if Lashana Lynch gets off, having Bond be in a situation where um, he makes it out, and maybe there's like a, a question towards the end of the movie at that at that last minute whether he actually got out or not, right? And so everyone thinks he's dead and they go through the same thing of, of like, you know, MI6 is like toasting to him and, and you know, they're they're drinking whiskey, which doesn't make sense because his his signature drink is a martini. So all mm-hmm. of them should have been drinking a martini at the end of the movie anyway and leaving one for him. Like he has a drink specifically in Casino Royale that he calls ve- like the Vesper because it's in memory of the, the first woman he ever like he basically ever loved. And so it's like they're already ruining <laughs> the ending of this movie. But all of all of that being said, he he finds his daughter's toy that for some reason gets left on the island at the end of the movie. And the more emotional and like punch of an ending, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even have to show Bond again. Right. But his his wife and his daughter like go home or they're yeah, I, like they go home and, you know, the, she's like more like she's thinking about the situation and it's like she's heartbroken or whatever because she thinks Bond's dead but then she looks on the counter and the toy is sitting on the counter and you cut the movie and that's how you end the series for him that's Mm. Craig's ending clearly he's still alive he was able to bring that home not only do you kind of like do this family dynamic thing where they have a like a finished arc that leads to a Bond happy ending like every Mm -hmm. Bond movie that has come before it and you don't try to pull this crap with the very last Craig movie where it's like, well, he's dead and he kind of sacrificed himself for his family because that's not what really happens. He just gets put in a crappy situation because of this dumb virus that also, by the way, for some reason, has no cure. No cure. So this thing that's off the books, that's super dangerous in the wrong hands, that can like literally be used as a potential uh, weapon of mass destruction, there's no way to beat it. It's like if you get poisoned, you're done. You're dead. Yeah, you might as well blow yourself up on an island. <laughs> Foolproof. That ending is such dog doo doo, dude. I cannot. Oh my gosh, it, it it irritates me to death. But I'm done talking about it. Well, we've spot, we've talked a lot about poo, and we're going to continue that. <laughs> um, it's been a long conversation. If you listen to the previous episode, you'll know what I'm referring to. But this next question I have is, will Michael Keaton be the new Batman for the DCEU? And there's a link by Bounding into Comics that will um, show the rumor that maintains that Keaton will be the new Batman for the DCEU, ousting Ben Affleck. And the reason why I put this in here isn't to go into the 
um, details of the article by bounding into comments is the I want to get your opinion and then I'll state my opinion. Okay. Who do you think is the better Batman? Michael Keaton or Ben Affleck? <sighs> but I may go against the grain here. Are you going to say Affleck? You'll see. I don't know, man. I mean... <sighs> I know we haven't seen Keaton in any new Batman movie in, you know, the 2000s, right, in the modern right. era. But he's great because you know, it's, it's, he's, he's, he's Vulture, right? Isn't he Vulture in yeah. the first, in the Spider-Man. first most recent Spider Man? And he's so yes. good in that. I know that's not the yes. same thing. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched he's those Keaton I haven't watched those Keaton movies in a while. Um, I don't know. I, that's hard. I think because, this is a, uh, again, this isn't talking about you catching me off guard. You're catching me off guard with this one. Uh, yeah. Um, you gotta I, make a I choice, guess, David. Come on. Don't list out on me. Uh, well, I'm thinking it through in my head. Um, okay. Keaton had more of an opportunity because he had two movies that were, mm-hmm. that were dedicated to him. Right. I would very much have liked to see an Affleck movie movie to see mm-hmm. what he could really do. Cause Ben Affleck's a great writer and he was writing the movie. He wanted mm-hmm. it to be perfect, which makes sense due to the standards and he's a great actor as well. I think they're both going to be better than, um, the new one, Robert. Yeah. I'm starting, mm-hmm. I'm starting to worry about the new one. I saw that I'm, trailer. I'm I saw that trailer in the theaters. This is like the fourth or fifth time I've watched it. Uh-huh. And I watching it again, just kind of like having some time and seeing it. Yeah. Like, bro, I don't know if it's going to be good. I want to see I it. Think, I think it may be good. I, I think just, the movie may be good, but I, think I don't gonna, know with Robert Pattinson yeah. if he's going to like, because he, again, not him as an actor, but because he's so, what it seems, so scrawny in the trailers. I just don't know if he's going to be able to pull off the look. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the Batman the bat the batman look and it's just uh, i don't know but right. um i i do think that it will probably be a good movie but we'll see i'll um, i'll say this i think that if if affleck had had more time to play the character yeah i would definitively tell you that he was the better batman i'll, okay. and I'll also say this though i think um bale is my favorite bruce wayne not batman but specifically, I think he has given the best Bruce Wayne performance, or at least my personal favorite, because favorite. he he was more of the, the playboy. He fit yeah. the role. And of course, some of that has to do with the writing and the direction of mm-hmm. where they're going. And like uh, they don't really get into that with Affleck. Like there's little like hints here and there of like who he is and that like Affleck still has a bit of that. Bruce Wayne is still kind of a playboy thing. He just never his persona seems kind of like he doesn't seem like he hides the fact that he's Batman in the movies. You know what I mean? Sure. It's just, it's, it's such a hard thing to really gauge for me because again, he, he was never, he, he was never really the main character in any of the movies that he was in. Right. Kind of main character for Batman versus Superman, but like kinda, but I will say this. 
Yeah. I'll say this. He, okay. I think I think, uh, I think <laughs> I he like is anyway. <laughs> the best Batman there has been. We didn't really get to see the Bruce Wayne side, but right. I think Ben Affleck is the best Batman there has been. He's better Batman than Christian Bale, better Batman than My- Michael Keaton. Um and I'm not even going to mention it, better Batman than Val Kilmer. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to oh, mention the other dude that was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody uh, could be better those are, than those that's are rough. A I would really like, I think at some point you and I should go back and, and watch both like Batman uh, Forever and Batman and Robin. It's on the list. Uh, is it? Did I put it yeah. on there? I did put it on yeah. there. I put like all of them on there, didn't I? Okay. Yep. You Good. also put yeah, we should uh, do that. some animated movies from them on there. Yeah. Batman um, on there. Hush? Is that? No. And Mask yeah. of the... Mask of the Phantasm. Of the Phantom. That's the yep. animated one that I put on there. Yeah, I've already seen that numerous times, but I'm happy to watch it again. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to, to going through those. We should plan to do that maybe beginning of the year or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's just my thoughts. I think it's a. I, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to have Michael Keaton in any of the movies. Um, but I think it's a because he's so much older now. You already have that older Batman and Ben Affleck, and he just. He he's the best one you've had so far in that role, and I just think it's a mistake, man. I think Ben Affleck did a great job playing Batman. Um, we you could have parsed out the whole Bruce Wayne thing in a film dedicated to him, uh, but I'm a, I actually I don't I don't really think Robert Pattinson acting wise will probably be bad in the Batman movie. Yeah, I, I just think look wise. Is he going to be able to pull it off due to the small frame? Because uh, rumor yeah. has it, Matt Reeves was pissed that he didn't uh, like bulk, bulk up. up for the movie. So I, I'm less worried about that stuff and more of the depiction of mm. his character. Okay. Because the rumor, one of the other rumors going around is that he's going to be like this unhinged, like angry, sad boy, like just tormented yeah in a a way that doesn't make that doesn't make a lot of sense for what he needs to be doing like i'm talking like almost emo sad boy like because you saw his uh, hair like remember when we were talking about the whole hair thing and it's like longer he does listen batman is cold and calculated right Mm -hmm. he's very intelligent he's a detective Mm -hmm. and he has to be able to keep his cool in the situations that he's in if he's off his off his rocker right which is the like kind of the rumor that he's he's not going to be totally like yeah like like but i think that's the that's the one they're going for due to him being so new it's not year one it's more like year two Uh, and they're going for more towards a a batman who's still learning to how to become batman right how to become the the cold calculated detective right but and i know they don't need to like tread the same ground but that's basically what christian bale was you saw his so you they do a great so just so people know and and this might be some again when we get into the batman movies later on we'll be able to talk about this from batman begins um but i watched i watched them last year so it's semi-fresh in my mind or maybe it was this Mm -hmm. year um in batman begins you get the depiction of a bruce wayne who is emotional who isn't stable and makes bad irrational decisions based on his emotions and he Mm -hmm. almost gets killed because of it right Mm -hmm. and then you see him leave and train for an extended period of time and he comes back still somewhat immature right like he's Mm -hmm. not he's not like this perfect machine of a of a a 
like superhero or whatever mm-hmm. but he's much calmer he's trying to figure out the best way to accomplish his mission he goes to like talk to lucius when something fails for him right i think it's his ma- his like mask is messed up or I, I think that's the that might be in the second one but i'm i'm getting him a little bit confused but he realizes the things that he needs to accomplish his mission and mm-hmm. he and he sticks very clearly to them and this depiction of him seems like they're going for this sort of like angry teenager who might be lashing out because of what happened to him and i'm worried that that depiction of him is just going to be like i don't feel like this is batman like it feels like mm. i think it's going to be more uh, of a de- detective noir film and it's definitely going to follow more of the long halloween storyline but not a complete uh not completely which is fine i don't think the joker's in the in the going to be in the movie at all which i think is a great decision i think it's great that they'll put a nod to him in there there's apparently this movie's pretty long there's no way there will there will not be a card or some or reference in there because there's rumors that there's a lot more villains in this movie than uh the trailer the trailer is showing so yeah there is lots of there rumors are. yeah there are a lot I, more i um, will villains in it it should be if they're following the long halloween there should be the jokers in the long halloween even if they have some yeah that doesn't matter it, though. The, the main focus of the long halloween comic book isn't the joker which he is, has a significant part in there, but the main villain isn't him. Which is fine, but if at this point, if anyone's expecting that like anyone to be writing a story that follows faithfully to any of the comics, they're fooling themselves. Well, it doesn't I mean, have to follow faithfully to that specific one, but as long as it's not, I just don't want another villain Joker movie. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I get it. They need to let some of that stuff rest. Uh, to be honest, they probably should have let bat like they're they're pumping this stuff out so fast that they're mm-hmm. not spending enough time letting these characters like rest a little bit right like it wasn't that long after the last batman movie that we got baffleck yeah you know what i mean well i think batman i think i'm batman i think ben affleck was supposed to be the one over this batman and then right well dc's a mess anyway (laughs) it's like like we can we can try to have like a logical conversation about what's going to happen but the thing is is like dc has a history and the yep. history is, is they have no clue what they're doing as far as when it comes None. to like their quote unquote cinematic universe. They're like, well, we're still doing this. But like, here's a random Joker movie that a lot of people liked. We're, we're going to give that a sequel, but it's probably still not going to have anything to do with the, the rest of it. Except the maybe DC. in this new one, there's going to be some sort of thing, right? Like Keaton's going to show up or some garbage. That's um, probably why they're doing the Flashpoint, I bet. And yeah, and exactly. They're like, well, we kind of messed up, so we need to do Flashpoint. But we're also doing this movie that may or may not be before Flashpoint. So what's the point in that? And it's yeah. like i'm driving myself crazy like thinking about this so it's like well, that's I, all. I will i will be hesitant but yeah. I'm, I'm not going to condemn it to you know the worst thing ever or, or a terrible thing until i see it i'm just concerned because it doesn't sound like what they're doing is going to be that good and people are it's going to be that situation of people being like mm. oh i'm clapping because i know that thing like we've been, we've been talking about I, that's fine. I think, it, I think it may. I think like storyline wise and plot wise, I'm not necessarily again when it comes to Hollywood, I'm always cautious. Right. Right. You got to be at this point. But um, I think it has the chance to be a good and decent movie, sure. which is a lot for Warner Brothers. But, you know, you know who one of Matt Reeves's connections is, right? 
I know JJ Abrams. <laughs> He's a disciple of JJ Abrams. I know. I know. I, Don't not, remind me. Listen, I like. He did, hey, listen. He did Planet of the Apes. I like movies. those movies. I, that yeah. I mean, I need to go back and watch him again because it has been a long time. But I I do remember enjoying those movies but yeah i i don't know i i think you know the superhero thing after we do v for vendetta i may actually choose those movies the batman movies no the war planet of the oh the planet of the apes movies yeah we could probably go back through those that might be interesting it has been a while i haven't seen them in a while i think they're all on hbo max yeah, I think um, so. All right, so are you, are we good? Can we move, move yeah, on? Because yeah, I want to get to this last topic. So I just wanted to cover something real quick. I'm actually not even going to play the the clip from this, um, but the but go check out the Clownfish uh, TV. Uh, it's not really a review, but they covered this whole situation where Michael Myers is apparently a homophobe because <laughs> he kills he kills two gay people in the most recent he movie. Kills everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing is like. It's so dumb. I can't like. He doesn't discriminate. He just wants to kill. Exactly. It it makes no sense. It, it, I I think the thing, and they they mentioned this on the clownfish thing, but they're like, you wanted to be inclusive, right? It's like so. <laughs> oh no, my Michael just avoided the gay couple because he didn't want the controversy of murdering them. But everyone else is fair game. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. So, it's so dumb. I don't know why this stuff keeps coming up. That movie isn't even very good. Like I've, I've basically heard that it, it, people either think it's bad or it's funny bad. Uh, oh yeah. I, I can't remember if I maybe I just told someone this, but apparently there's a scene in the movie where someone like pulls a gun on Michael, and uh, Michael Myers like hits it, and the gun turns around and fires and shoots the guy in the face <laughs> just like randomly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna watch him before we covered this, but I had so much other stuff going on this past weekend that I just didn't have time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's dumb. Um, there's you can check the show notes for a couple things that that I posted about it. Um, but I wanted to just mention it, let people know how ridiculous a lot, of, even in like media that isn't concerning anything like life changing, right? Something as dumb as a slasher movie that, or like a series of slasher movies that's been around since like the seventies, right? Right. Uh, I think I think it was seventies. They're trying to push agendas and push this garbage for clicks or to try to drum up hysteria and it's like can we just cut it out can we take a break can we can we go back to arguing about why like maybe they need to stop making halloween movies and you know what i mean or like arguing about the details of of like batman's suit or like you know things that like we were just talking about with the attitude of how Batman's going to be portrayed or whatever, like mm-hmm. arguing about that stuff and not arguing about if um, he's going to get like overshadowed by uh, Selena Kyle because they have to make it a Batman for the Me Too generation. Right. I, I just want to get away from all that stuff and go back to like, oh, I didn't like the hey. way that they did this based on, you know, w- whatever. Well, you've heard Batwoman, this TV show, is doing extremely well. You know what's really funny? Um, I was watching... So one of the guys that I follow on YouTube, Mahler, yeah. um, he he and some of his friends have been going through all of the Re- Resident Evil movies, um, which is amazing. And it makes... I might have to put them on the list. Well, well, we'll see. They're terrible. They're awful movies, but they, they've made a ton of money and they're 
kind of fun to watch just mm-hmm. because they're so bon- they're them. so bonkers. Um, Ruby Rose, who played Batwoman in the first season of the CW show, is in the last one. <laughs> she she uh, they're like trying to break back into Umbrella, and this like Wesker turns this fan on this like giant industrial size fan right. Mm-hmm. And they're, they go through this dramatic moment of like, oh, no, like he turned the fan on. If we don't get out of here quickly, we'll all be sucked into it. And so, like, you think everyone's going to be OK. And then out of nowhere, Ruby Rose just flies backwards and gets annihilated by this giant fan. It just made me think of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, those man. movies are some of them are more entertaining than others. We'll just put Dude. it that way. That Batwoman show is terrible, it, but it that's like, like every show in the Arrowverse, which is the homeless man's version of the uh, um, Avengers, you know, universe. Yeah. I, I okay. I will give them credit for trying to make a TV level version of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, obviously, because I Just watched poorly executed. Yeah, I watched a couple of seasons of Arrow early on, um, and like the first two ish seasons of Flash, um, mm-hmm. and then the first season of Supergirl. So we're like talking really, really early on with a lot of when they were right. trying to do a lot of this stuff and they got so, so heavy handed with the politics in those shows that it, it was like, I can't do this anymore. It's like at some point yep. y- you can look past like average acting to mm-hmm. a point, but they re- those shows really started to go downhill and it just felt like they didn't care and they were just churning this garbage well, that's out. A, that's the problem. They focus so much on, again, the agenda instead of caring about a story, right? A storyline at making a solid storyline, solid characters with development that, I mean, you get what you get. Speaking. Oh man. Badly review stuff. You know, we were talking, it's really funny because after our last video did pretty well for the channel, I was like, you know, we're probably stuck talking about this stuff for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Cause we're going to talk about Eternals again. Um, uh, there's got to be an update on it. So last time we talked about this, uh, I think the movie was sitting at a 75 to on the right. tomato meter. The next day, I sent you a text, right? And, and it poo-pooed. And, it and it's went, big boy pants. Yeah, so it went from a 75, I it think down Joe to Biden. a 64. Yes. Way too many messages in here. I want to say that's correct. Is that when it from a sixty-five to around like a sixty-four? Well, this is what it's at today. A fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. It is now officially rotten. Yes. That's a also, rotten tomato that's with a worm in it. One hundred and forty reviews from, um, critics. from critics. The people from who the shills. Paid spokespersons of Disney. <laughs> the people who constantly want to make sure they get back to the next Disney press event. Yes. When Spider-Man comes out, because I'm pretty sure that's what's next. Which, yes. of course, Spider-Man's going to come out, and everyone's going to be like, oh, it was just one fluke. But it's like, well, everybody just wants to go see Spider-Man. It doesn't have anything to do with whether it's good or not. It People are going to like it because it's Spider-Man no matter right. what. Um, I'm not going to go through reviews again. I mean, we did that last week. Mm-hmm. Um I just, it's very interesting, right? Yes, I have high hopes this. for this weekend for when I go to see it. Uh, this <laughs> yes, I was correct <laughs> in my previous assumption. So yeah, I'm going to go see it. Oh shoot, if you're seeing it this weekend, I might have to. 
I'm going to see it on Saturday. I was telling Justin I'd wait till Tuesday to go see it with him, but I may have to just not do well, that and go Justin. see it. Uh, sorry, dude. <laughs> I probably have to go see it this week. I'm going to have to find like an early bird showing, though, because I am not paying like a ton of money to go see this movie. I know it's not going to be good. Um, yeah, 59. That's not that's not great. Nope. Um, and that's exactly why I told Kayla, hey, instead of let's, us going on a date Friday night and going to see this, let's go on a date on Saturday. Saturday morning. To go see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought it would be kind of interesting for us because people to put this in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. This is lower than Iron Man 2, which is considered to be one of the worst films in is, the series. Is that the one with the Mandarin in it? No, that's Iron Man 3, which is also not great, but I, I <sighs> might argue that 2 is worse than really? 3. Yeah, I thought I, 3 was worse than 2. And that's the thing is like they're kind, I would say they're kind of interchangeable. Like they're it's like arguing between like two types of rotten fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, this is lower than the Ed Norton Hulk movie, which oh. is only kind like they count it for some reason, even though it's hardly connected to the MCU and has a post credit like scene. Barely connected. Yeah, it has a post credit scene with Tony Stark, and then they brought in Abomination to the MCU. And so it's like connected, but I, it, it's confusing. Cause like, especially early on, it felt like just sort of a nod to that. Like, Oh, look what we did. Even mm-hmm. though it, it really never played much of a major role because they cha- Ed Norton didn't end up uh, playing the Hulk. Um, but I wanted to pull some of these up cause this is the 25 uh, Marvel movies. So not including this one um, and all of their scores. And I thought it would be interesting before we close out the show to kind of run through them and talk about them a little bit. So I apologize. Okay. The show is going to run a little bit longer, but I, I feel the need for us to do this because I, I think it's kind of interesting to see where Marvel has kind of been. And also some some of the ridiculous, like high scoring movies in this that I, I personally just I completely disagree with. Um, so we'll just go in order. Um, says see, Marvel movies in order. Uh, oh, this is just how to watch them. But I, it, that's not really important. What we're doing is we're just going through um, the the different scores. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger has an eighty percent certified fresh. Eighty percent? Oh, I thought I said ninety percent. Okay, I can see eighty percent. I agree with that. I think yeah, that, I, agree I with think that. it's a good movie. It's not like the best, uh, but it's, yeah, it's competent and it does a really good job with the story. Uh, without and again it, it was one of the first ones that they ever put out so it's kind of impressive that i think it still holds up pretty well today mm-hmm. um i think they do a really good job of kind of showing who captain america is in that like there's a great scene where everyone's stand like he's standing around in boot camp before he turns into captain america and um they like th- he tommy lee jones pretends to throw the live grenade Mm-hmm. And Steve Rogers like jumps on top of it and he's like, get away. Like, and you know, he's willing to sacrifice himself for that. And that's one of those key moments of like, that's who his character is. Right. Great yeah. character moment. Um, so you pretty much agree with that, right? Right. Captain Marvel has a 79. And that is far too high. Okay. Dude, that should be higher. That should be at least a 99. <laughs> it should be a hundred because it's so brave. Such a brave, <laughs> so brave. movie. No, yeah, that's way too high. That honestly, everyone's favorite Mary Sue. <laughs> I would probably give that movie a two or a three. I thought it was absolutely terrible. It's pretty trash. I think, I think that's the worst Marvel movie ever made. Really? 
I think that's the worst Marvel movie ever made. Okay, okay. I don't know if I would... Now, well, again, I don't remember every Marvel movie, so as we go, yeah, I may, re- I may change my mind on that. Yeah. But so far, on this list, that's the worst one in my opinion. And to be fair, I haven't seen uh, Black Widow or Shang-Chi yet. I, I haven't seen Black Widow or Shang-Chi um, either. I've seen enough reviews and like long form discussions that I feel like I've seen those movies. So mm-hmm. I'll we we may om- like slightly omit both of those, um, but we'll get to them when what, we get to them. What would you rate Captain Marvel? Just give me a rating. You don't have to go into detail. Four. A four? I can see that. Um But it is not good. I th- yeah. and here's the thing. Maybe we're being a little bit harsh on it because it's kind of fun. <laughs> But, I'm not being harsh. I'm being genuine. I thought that was a terrible movie. I mean, it's right up there with. It's not as bad as King Arthur. King <laughs> Arthur was worse than Captain. Um, <laughs> King Arthur was terrible. Yeah, Captain Captain Marvel is a coherent story. Yes, that does not work because there is no character arc for the main character. No, she's just automatically great and amazing mm-hmm. and then jude law is actually the villain in that movie funny enough yeah <laughs> two terrible oh, wow movies. yeah the, <laughs> there's a connection <laughs> he's the villain in okay um so right, then we go, go to first iron man has a 94 i'm gonna say it's a little high but i would probably yeah. give it a 90 you give it a 90 yeah. i was gonna say like 88 i think that i think the the ending is kind of weak but if we're talking about sort of the relevance of the movie like it's kind of its merits and a lot of the stuff that really works well and then i mean it's like it's very much an iconic movie i i I could agree to like 85 88 somewhere in that range Mm -hmm. um 90 doesn't bother me though yeah it's i think that it it there's a lot that it does really really well and and it's also again this is one of the this was the first movie um and because it's the first movie and it's Disney and oh, you know, Avengers, it probably has a little bit higher rating, but but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um I love I love the whole like I am Iron Man thing at the end. It set up a very different um picture of a superhero compared to like the secret identities of everybody that came before. Mm-hmm. Um it, it did such a great job of showing you like, oh, this guy's different. Right. Even mm-hmm. if you had, you have no idea who Tony Stark is. Right. It, it does right. a great job of ending that movie on this somewhat of a cliffhanger. Um, and of course, you have the whole thing where like it sets up the Avengers initiative because the after credit scene that became famous for all of these movies. And um, uh, right. What's his name? <laughs> Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Uh, Oh, fear comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm setting up this like thing or whatever. And, you know, that that was that little bit of bait to get you to go. Oh, what's he talking about? Oh, where could this be heading? Oh, and all the speculation that has become way more popular than any of the actual movies themselves. Everyone like the theories and all and the end credit scene is way more popular at this point than any of the movies that are coming out, which is terrible. It's not that doesn't make good movies. Um, Well, let's get through this list. Iron Man 2. 72. 72. I think think that's too too high. high. I would give it. Six, sixty. Yeah, I was gonna say five point five or six. Yeah, um, fifty-five or sixty. Now I haven't seen Incredible Hulk in a really long time. I haven't seen it in a long time either. What's the score on it? Sixty-seven. It, it's, you know, Fair enough. Six. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Sixty-seven. Okay. Yeah, I would say sixty. Fit. You know, five point five, sixty. Thor seventy-seven. Eh. Maybe a little high. Yeah, I think that's a little high. I'd say you know sixty-five. 
to 70. I, I if I would say like if Incredible Hulk gets dropped to like a 60 like mm-hmm. like 55 60 um and of course these are like the tomato scores so like once you get into the 50s you're going into rotten status but I wouldn't right. necessarily say that any of them are straight up rotten except for maybe Captain Marvel. <laughs> Yes, I would I would give it a rotten score, um, even if it's sitting at around. Well, no, I gave it a four. Right. So it would definitely be rotten. Yeah. Um, Thor's like a seven, six point five. Like, it, yeah. it's not great. And I hate some of the way that it's filmed, but it's it's pretty funny. And I like the uh, like he's out of place, you know, like mm-hmm. a fish out of water scenario where he's from this like specific type of civilization that has all of these um customs and he's he's like a prince essentially and then he basically goes into like new mexico or wherever he is and he doesn't understand the culture um i I liked that aspect of it so i I, maybe i'm being a little soft on it but it it seven at the highest um let's see 6.57 yeah i i think that's what do you think about the the next one uh 90s fine with me yeah, I think uh, 91, 91 is fine. Solid movie. 90 is great. Um, a couple things that I've seen recently about some of the uh, and this movie's Marvel's the Avengers. Avengers. Just so everyone yeah, knows. sorry. Um, for those of you who can't see, Marvel's Avengers, the first one that came back out back out back in twenty twelve. Not a perfect movie, um, but I think there's enough um, uh, with the set pieces and a lot of the character development you get, um, and a lot of the stuff that I've seen even recently where people have kind of broken down uh, like Black Widow and how she Mm -hmm. is in this versus who she kind of became and how like they kind of made her a dumber character as time went on, uh, which is an unfortunate. Um, She really shines in this. Um, I mean, most of the characters do. I'd have to, I have a hard time pointing to anybody that doesn't really get kind of their moment. Um, Mm -hmm. I almost would say like maybe Thor doesn't really but at the same time, I don't, I can't remember. There are just certain yeah. things that, that stand out to me more than anything Thor did in that movie. Um, but yeah, totally great. Uh, Thor, the dark world. Speaking of old Thor, 66 is kind of high. It's yeah. That boring. is high for that movie. I would, I would say max 50. Yeah. It's watchable. 5.5 to 50 to 55. I'd probably get, I'd probably move it down to a 50. 66 is that Marvel bump uh, that yeah, all of these movies get it, where they're not. I give it like a 55. Yeah. Um, oh, here's your favorite uh, Iron Man 3. <laughs> 79. <laughs> how is that movie a 79? I That's like, answer how fight is for us. Captain Marvel. Also uh, 79, right? Yes, yeah, like two of the worst movies. Better than Captain Marvel, though. Oh, oh, yeah, it's definitely way better than Captain Marvel. I, I would say, oh man, I would put it right there with the Dark World, personally. Okay, so that's not bad. I, I think 60? it's that bad. Yeah, yeah, fifty to fifty-five. Okay, fifty to fifty-five. Uh, that's fair. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah, yeah, All I probably right. wouldn't Let's go much higher than that. One. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier 90 I think that's too low you really think that's too low I I would say it's kind of I think this is the best really movie yeah okay so what would not 100 though right no no not 100 I give it like a 97 98 97 98 okay yeah Uh, actually I would give it a 95 but because there's other movies on this list I know that are higher than 95 that's why I said 97 (laughs) 
<laughs> but I would give it a uh, a ninety five. I. I think you could make a solid argument for a 95. I think 90 is a very good score, especially considering where a mm-hmm. lot of these other ones are. I, I think you're right. I think this is top tier. Um, this is one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the in the elite class. Yeah. As far as these movies are concerned, I, I think I would probably agree with you. Now, we're moving on to Guardians yes. of the Galaxy, which is my favorite of all of the Marvel movies. What would you rate it? It's 92. Probably 96. Because, 96. Oh, man. It's not perfect. So the the one like thing that I don't care for is um, any sort of connection to like the Infinity Stones. Like It's fine that it's in it because that's kind of the thing that drives the story mm-hmm. forward or whatever. Um, and it's, it's so minimal. Uh, and, of course, they had to put it in there. Um, but... The the reason there's only one thing, and it's unfair because it's kind of in hindsight that I would I would uh, that I'm kind of unhappy about is that this is the movie that made all other Marvel movies exactly the same thing, Mm. and we've talked about this before where it's like the tone and the style. Yeah, a lot of the other Marvel movies, the much lesser movies, yeah, they all adopted this snarky attitude. It's like it works for the Guardians because of who they are. Mm. they're supposed to be this like ragtag bunch of kind of anti-heroes um who decide that they to some degree to save their own skin that they need to save the like the plant like the universe or whatever right like the right um and it's it's great i think chris pratt like i mean rocket is great in this groot is great like everyone does a really good job in this movie right villain's a little weak not awful, but yeah. a little weak. And it's funny because he actually shows back up in uh, Captain Marvel. and He's even worse than that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what the criticism was, but they they butcher him in some way in that movie. Uh, make him just like, I think, like garbage tier villain because he just gets yeah. like completely. He gets his butt handed to him uh, without you, any issue. What do you think of the second movie of Guardians of Volume Two? Honest yeah. opinion. Uh, I think yeah. it's I think it's kind of trash. <laughs> I think it's kind of trash too. Um, and eighty-five like is far a, I, too I would, high. When I say trash, I mean I think it's like sixty-five to seventy. I would say sixty-five. Yeah. Um, this is. I don't think it works as well. This is when they started really hitting hard on that third act, basically just being a giant CG Dragon Ball Z fight where everything is ex- exploding and it's like chaos and everyone's mm-hmm. got one-liners going off everywhere. Also, I hate Baby Groot. Yeah. Cannot stand Baby Groot. <laughs> Um, I hear you. Yeah, not, right, what not about a fan. Age of Ultron? Um, seventy-six percent. I'm kind of indifferent to this movie. Yeah, I, I'm kind of fine with seventy. Sixty-five, seventy. Yeah, I, I, like I just don't. It, it it's didn't. A, it's all right, but it's not like oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I didn't really care or for this. The, is good. Yeah, the the whole like Black Widow. Um, Hulk thing was like whatever oh that's right that's in it, that movie it, isn't it just kind of came out of nowhere there wasn't really anything that like set that up it's just like oh yeah they're kind of dating now <laughs> and she she right. and which is dumb because the thing that they they should have constantly focused on with Black Widow was her relationship with Hawkeye not like a yes, intimate relationship was but their friendship um, it gets heavily uh, pushed in the first Avengers movie and then basically never talked about again in any sort again. of meaningful way and that sucks um, Ant-Man is a little high. 
Um, yeah, 83. You know, we, uh, yeah. Edgar Wright was originally supposed to write and direct this movie, but he had creative differences with Marvel, um, which isn't surprising because he probably wanted to do some cool things that they didn't care for. Um, yeah. 83 and Certified Fresh is too high for this movie. And I yeah. I kind of have a soft spot for this movie uh, in a weird way. What like, would you rate it? 7, 70 for on yeah, their score. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, 70. It's, what it's about not, the next one? What would you say terrible. about Civil War? It's a 90. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's not my favorite, I mean, but I, I think, think it's, it's like still... 80. I still think it's top like top tier, but I think it's like you lower. Do? Yeah, I think it's lower huh. of the top tier. I think it was kind um, of a bullcrap. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's, it was such a letdown. What? It was. It was such a letdown. I know the comics was Civil War. Oh, okay. It's well, a, if you're no, see, that's, I, that's no, no, totally wait, a, wait, wait, you wait. are you are bringing in a criticism that was not originally established when we first started doing this. <laughs> that is that's in like, this particular one. I felt like it was such a letdown because someone was supposed to die. Right. Like, they're supposed to be some kind of at least that's what's alluded to. And then it's nothing. Just the. We all knew that wasn't going to happen, though. There's no way they would have done that. I know that they were not. Still, they were it's like never again, gonna it's do one that. of those criticism we criticisms we talk is that they don't take any risk, and so that's why I say that. But sure. okay, ninety, you're not going to kill me, I, but I, no. I at least say eighty-five. I would no, but I would I would potentially agree with an eighty-eighty-five. Okay, I think there's enough criticism, but it's funny because I think this movie does a better job of establishing Black Panther than his own movie. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that I, is uh, a good point. I, I agree think with that. that. Uh, I think that the division of the heroes not as good as someone dying but raises the stakes enough to get emotionally invested in the split that eventually has to be resolved when they get to infinity war Um, and and having to come back from that because they all go into like height a lot of them go into hiding after that which is supposed to lead into black widow um 79, 79 certified fresh is far too high for this movie yeah <laughs> it's far too high maybe 55 60. yeah yeah i won't i won't go into like too much detail about it since technically i haven't seen it even though yeah. i've basically seen the entire movie um spider-man homecoming 92 is too 92%, high 92 percent. i think that's too high i think i th- i think spider-man gets a marvel bump and a spider-man bump mm-hmm. um and i don't i would like, say 75 yeah i don't like that part of this movie relies on iron man being in it yeah. Um, what would you say about Black Panther? It's 90. Oh, 96 is 96. Way, dude, 96 is way... This I would one, give it an 80 to 85. I would probably go lower than that. You would? Yeah. I don't think what this... What would you get? I don't, probably a 65. Oh, yeah. I could see 65. That doesn't bother me. I think it's not well written. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that this movie was... Given we should that well, that ninety six is more out of fear, out of being called certain words, um, than it is for the story. Than it is for itself. anything that has to do with the movie, and that's I think it is. Most of these people did not review this movie fairly. Um, if you want to see a pretty good review of it, um, Mahler has one on on his site that he goes pretty in depth. Mm. Um, I think that there are some interesting plot elements to this movie. Yeah, that we've um, talked about actually. that we've talked about uh, that should be paid attention to as far as like kind of what this story is like alluding to. But yeah, this mm-hmm. movie was hit at a time when people were unwilling 
to fairly review a movie based on location, casting, and a race of the majority of the characters. I think it is un- unfairly uh, reviewed. This is like that was the beginning of that whole thing where it's like this is like some sort of iconic movie because it's like first black superhero, and you're like, what are you t-? like? The most ridiculous articles coming out where it's like first black superhero, or oh now finally everyone has someone to look up to um, because of Chadwick Boseman or whatever, and you're like. Do y'all not know history of cinema? <laughs> the other black You do know that Blade existed. You, you do know... Um, what's his face from uh, Man on Fire? Yeah. His name's slipping my mind right now. Um, Joseph, you're supposed uh, to help me out with this. What is his name? Man on Fire. You're talking about... He's like iconic. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's Blade... I'm, about, I'm looking it up right now. Are you beating to me? My browser's taking forever to load. Denzel Washington. How do we yes. forget Denzel Washington? Um. Oh, Man on Fire, Man on Fire. Yeah. Right, right, right. Sorry, you not a Marvel. A not movie, Marvel. I would guess. Right, I don't think I've seen Marvel Man on property, Fire. of course. You've never seen Man on Fire? I don't think I have. Oh my lord, that is definitely going on the list. I cannot believe you haven't seen that. I mean, like <laughs> Denzel Washington. Not only Man on Fire, but like he was in um, Training Day. I've seen it. Yeah, Training Day, which is also a an Academy Award winning movie. I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I, oh, I've seen Man on Fire. I just don't think this movie's that great. This is another one of those movies that falls into the problem of having a pretty weak villain for the most part. Um, oh yeah. Who isn't actually the villain kind of isn't the villain but is also still a murderer so it's like yeah eh, and and then like they just have this big cgi fight at the end that isn't good and again i think the cultural phenomenon around this movie gave everyone a a lot of rose colored glasses yeah and it's way too high it's way too high it's just not it's not fair strange sorry i know we talked about that a little long but no you're um, fine 89 89 i would say 80 yeah i would agree that's that's fine Thor Ragnarok, 93 high. It's a little high. Yeah, I think that movie is pretty good. There's a lot of people who don't like it because it's not like, or or this was kind of the beginning of like the hero who is male cannot defeat the female villain. Um, So there's definitely some criticisms to be had about this movie. Um, I thought that was a weak cop out at the end. Yeah, and then, uh, but I, I don't know, it... You I want feel to go like on it's to the a, next one. Uh, I would probably give it 7580. 7580. Yeah. I could see that. I just what a lot I, of I, oh, so let me just say this. A lot of these movies and the reason like the scores are going lower on them for me is because there's this um this thing when you see like a really great movie, right? Something mm-hmm. that's that's that feels like a lot of time and effort and like blood sweat and tears and i would say like baby driver for instance is one of those movies Mm -hmm. where it's very well crafted that's when you get into this or guardians guardians yeah winter soldier soldier it feels like so much of it was well thought out well crafted and lovingly made and i'm just using baby driver as an example because it's something outside of the the marvel universe Mm -hmm. Um, and these don't feel like the people actually love them. Yeah, like you come out of the theater going, yeah, that was pretty great. I had a fun time. And that's like about it. Oh, yeah. the, the end scene was cool. Can't wait to see what's next. Right. Um, 
Ant-Man and the Wasp way too high. 87 is yeah. way too high for that 70. movie. It's kind of boring. Actually, actually, I would say 60. The only reason anyone cared about this movie is because they wanted to see what happened at the end. Because it was yeah, it was the it. movie leading up to Infinity War. Yeah. That's the that's only one. That's it. And that, yeah, that score is way too high. Um, All right. Infinity War 85. I think it's too low. Yeah, I thought that was too low, too. I was going to say, like... It's a solid. It's a solid ninety, if not yeah, like ninety-five. Solid ninety. Solid 90 I, I think there's an argument for ninety-five. Yeah. If the, if you can give that a ninety-five, then you have to give Winter Soldier like a ninety-six or seven. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's better. Okay. So in-game ninety-four too high. Oh, far too high. I don't think it's nearly as good as. I think it's a seventy. Yeah. I think it's 70, yeah. 75. Yeah, I think there's a lot that's not good about this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that's not good, mainly just... Uh, hey, the only... Th- I, I might be able to bump it up to 75 because Captain Marvel's not in it very much. <laughs> that's true. I love that... Uh, I've, I've heard from some people that when they were in the theater and she, like, punches Thanos, everyone started groaning because they were worried that she was going to, like, take him out or whatever and it was just going to be over. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have that whole cringe scene where it's like, the women all get together and they're like, we'll handle this. And you're like, yeah. And that's uh, also in infinity war too. Yeah. But no, I, we've talked about this before. Just, it's not the same. It's yeah. not, it's not this, like we're pausing everything in the movie <laughs> to make a statement about something that has nothing to do with anything with that's happening movie. right now. Yeah. Again, so stupid. It's so stupid. It. Some, yeah, right, what do you think like, about far from home? 90s too high. Yeah. I don't I'd really care. It, I don't really care for this movie. I give it like a. Is it better than Endgame? Uh, I would say it's right around there. Probably I, about the same seventy. What did we give? Hang on. What did we give Endgame? You said seventy, right? Yeah. I. I you give prob- this a sixty-eight. I probably would go Endgame over uh, Far From Home. If really? we were comparing I think I would the two. go far from home over in game. The only reason is because if is because there are some absolute like as annoying as a lot of the stuff in Endgame is, there are also some absolutely great moments in that movie. Yeah. Like Captain America getting the hammer. Oh um, yeah, that's right. I, mean, I think I, I'm being think, too harsh on Endgame because of I just don't like the resolution to same. I, Thanos I, I, and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I could see that. I could see in-game being better than Far From Home. Yeah, if we're talking about the general direction and not how they could have done it better, I, I just don't care. Like, Far From Home's sort of interstitial. It doesn't really matter. Like, nothing mm-hmm. sp- the Spider-Man stuff matters all that much because eventually he's going back to Sony and this won't be a thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, eh, it's not a movie I really ever care to watch again. And so it definitely sits somewhere in maybe the 65, 70 for me. I, so I think, what do you think about? Like 90s way too high. That's again that oh, Spider. That's that Marvel also Spider Man bump. Oh um, yeah. Shang Chi, which I guess is the last one on this list. Um, haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it everything yet. Everything we've seen and heard about uh, it. Yeah. I pretty much know everything that happens in this. <laughs> Me too. Five point five. Um, I would say ninety two is way too high. That is that. Listen, 90, 92... Like this movie is basically the equivalent to some degree of Black Panther, but it didn't hit quite as hard. Um, yeah. There's no way. There's no way that Shang Chi is higher than Spider Man, is higher than Infinity War, um, is nearly higher than Guardians. I think. 
Guardians is in yeah. 92. No, it's same as Guardians. No, no way. It's better than Winter even, Soldier. Yeah, even without seeing it, there is no possible way that this movie is better, like, is better from a Rotten Tomato, even from a Rotten Tomato score at that number, right? Like, just I going agree. based on the numbers. No way. So all this makes it surprising that the critics panned Eternals as much as they did. Yes, because it, it's not getting any, like, Marvel love. It is None. the most intersectional of any of the movies that they've done, right? More so than Black Panther, more so than Shang-Chi. It has this, like, you can go and watch the um, the interviews from the premiere of mm-hmm. all the stars, and it's nothing but them going, like, this is brave, and it's going to save lives of people, and we're just so happy to have representation in, uh, and, and that all, that I can now see someone um, who is a superhero who represents me um physically sexually that's it yeah uh and it's just like there's no and this is the thing is that there's no way to have discussions with any of these with people who are like especially i just call them marvel stands because i don't know what else to really call them um you mentioned any criticism of the movies that we were critical of, so Captain Marvel in particular, Black Panther, Shang-Chi, and they'll go, you just don't like those movies because they don't have white main characters. I'm like, that is a dumb argument. That's a non-argument. You're not making an argument. What you're saying is, is that because of the color of someone's skin, I don't like the movie. It's like, did you ever consider that these stories are not as good as you think that they are? Yeah. That they're not well-crafted movies, right? I just right. mentioned Man on Fire, right? And now, technically, Denzel is the villain in that movie or whatever. Um, but that movie is made because of Denzel, mm-hmm. who is black, right? So Blade. it's just Blade. Yeah. I even kind of like Blade Trinity and it's not that good of a uh, movie. Yeah. It's not that good a movie, but I kind of like but it But I have too. a soft spot They're for shaft. all of those. Yeah. I actually like the most recent one. It was a fine so, movie, right? It's about the story, not about the ethnicity exactly. or race of someone. And and that's the thing is that it it's like... Um, People and I saw some of this stuff on TikTok, so don't take TikTok as like it's TikTok's worse of a source for like good information from people or like good arguments yeah, than is. Twitter is. Um, but people are like, oh, why are there so many like Marvel trolls or like what happened to this community? And it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, how is it on the community? It's like, did you ever for once consider that pushing an agenda, pushing this massive message? Uh, that everything needs to do without with sexual orientation and the color of skin uh, to make good film is yep. dumb and makes no sense, right? It's on the same level as calling Michael Myers homophobic because he killed some gays. <laughs> when he kills everybody. Exactly. It just it, it oh, makes man. no sense. And I'm going to end it there. Joseph, do you have anything else you want to add? That is it. Okay. Looking forward to this weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. Send a prayer up for us. Because <laughs> if, if the movie doesn't kill me, someone in the audience might. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do before I watch that movie? I'm going to listen to my favorite song of the week. Oh. If you listen to the last episode, you'll know what that is. <laughs> I'm going to go in there with a good attitude. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Listen. We'll talk about it next week. We'll review it. I, I almost feel like next week is basically going to be us talking about V for Vendetta and Eternals, which I don't yeah. really have a problem with. Um, be nice. 
we may just end me. up doing that. If there's any like crazy news that comes out or stuff that I feel like needs to be mentioned, maybe we will. But that might be a majority of what we talk about next week. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to watch V for Vendetta, which, of course, both of us have seen. But it'll be fun kind of discussing it as something that uh, is pretty old at this point. I mean, that movie yep. came out in 2006, 2006, because I would have been 17. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's getting up there in age, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. That movie's gonna be twenty year old, twenty years old pretty soon. Um, All right. Anyway, thank you guys again for listening to this episode of the Underground. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode, and I'm sure some crazy information about something going on. For real. But until then, you guys take it easy. Politics ruins everything tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap they distort so question as if you war shack horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped it ain't that you can't see because you can find it homes it's that you don't want to you cope by putting the blinders on i've been trying to find some kind of way but i've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense because your mind is gone i can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth and every perk of living on this turf is being chipped that inert, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back. I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave for you or the oil, they annoy you. You add another's neck for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. <laughs>